You're listening to the Sheep Spot Podcast, a show for hand spinners about making yarns we love. Hello there, Sheep Spotters. Welcome to episode 38 of the Sheep Spot Podcast. I'm Sasha from SheepSpot.com, where we offer diverse hand-dyed wools and the information and support you need to make those wools into beautiful yarns. Today, we are talking about knitting or crocheting or weaving with your hand-spun yarns. And as promised, there is an awesome freebie for this week. It's a downloadable PDF called 25 Patterns to Knit with Your Hand Spun. And you can find it at sheepspot.com slash podcast slash episode 38. And the PDF has live links to each of the patterns on Ravelry. So once you've downloaded it, you can easily investigate the patterns that you're interested in. So I originally planned an episode just talking about those patterns, but I realized that I also wanted to talk in general about why and how to use hand spun yarn. So that's what I'm going to focus on this week. And next week, I'll talk about the patterns and talk more broadly about what I think about when choosing knitting patterns for hand spun yarns. I'm always surprised when I meet spinners who don't use the yarns they spin. And it happens all the time. Now, most often these are spinners, new spinners who don't think that their yarn is good enough to knit with, um, or crochet with or weave or whatever it is they do. But occasionally, and this happens way more than I would have predicted. Um, I'll meet someone who's been spinning for quite a while, who's making perfectly serviceable yarns, and who has never made a project with her own hand spun. And it always makes me really sad. So if you are one of those spinners, uh, you may take some convincing. So I want to talk about my top three reasons for using your hand spun in projects. So Reason number one, using your yarn is the funnest thing ever. Seriously, handspun has a life and a character that I don't think can be matched by millspun yarns. Now, don't get me wrong, there are lots of millspun yarns that I love and that I use, but none of them is as quirky and individual as handspun. And there's nothing like getting to tell someone who admires something you're wearing, oh, this old thing, I just spun the yarn myself and knit or crocheted or wove it. Um, that's a really good feeling. And I want you all to have that feeling. Okay, the second reason to use your hand spun yarn in projects is that it will make you a better spinner. So if you never use your yarn, the choices you make in your spinning remain kind of abstract. But the minute you actually use your yarn, <clears throat> you get a whole lot of new information that you can then use to guide you in future spins. For example, new spinners frequently ask me, 
how much twist is the right amount? And I have to admit that this question drives me a little crazy. The right amount for what? Um, If your yarn doesn't drift apart as a result of too little twist or break as a result of too much twist, it's probably the right amount of twist for something. The question is whether it's the right amount of twist for how you plan to use it. If you're never using it, you're never having to grapple with the impact of your spinning choices and they never get concrete. So the process of using your yarn is crucial to showing you very concretely which twist, grist, fiber choice, drafting method, and fiber preparation are the best choices in specific situations. And you will grow enormously as a spinner when you start using your yarn and really sort of thinking about it in the context of a particular use. I think that's really, really important. The third reason to use your hand spun in projects is that it will make you a more relaxed and a more self-compassionate spinner. When I was first learning to spin, I started knitting with my yarn almost right away, not those first few skeins, they were too scary, but, um, and over twisted and weird, but, um, but very soon in the process. And one of the things that became immediately clear to me is just how forgiving knit fabric is. To my surprise, my inconsistent hand spun looked just fine when it was knitted up not as smooth and even as per- and perfect as when I knit with commercial yarn, but lovely and interesting just the same. I don't crochet, but I had the same experience when I started weaving with my hand spun. There are few things that I like more than just a plain weave scarf made with some gently thick and thin hand spun as the weft. So you'll see, you'll come to see the, um, and I'm making the air quotes simple with my hands here. You'll come to see the flaws in your yarn in a different way when you actually see it in the context of a fabric. So I hope that those three reasons have convinced you to use your hand spun if you haven't been. So let's talk about how to actually go about doing that. And I'm going to talk about this in the context of knitting because that's mostly what I do. But I think that I hope that what I say will be useful to those of you who are primarily crocheters or weavers. Um, the first thing that you want to do when you're thinking about a project with your hand spun is that you want to subject your yarn to a little bit of scrutiny. So in episode 22, um, I talk about getting to know your default yarn. And um, I explain in rather laborious, perhaps too laborious detail, about how to measure your yarn in various ways. And I su- so um, so there are instructions for everything that I'm going to talk about in that episode. And I suggest that you, um, if you haven't listened to it, that you go back and listen to it and also get the freebie for that episode, which is a worksheet that basically walks you through how to do all these measurements on, um, on a skein of your hand spun. But I think that actually you only need to do a few of them um, in this context. So, uh, okay, so the first thing that you need to know is 
um, you need to know your yardage. You need to know how much yarn you have. And you also need to know your wraps per inch. And so your yard yardage will give you a sense of what kinds of projects you can think about for this yarn. And your wraps per inch will give you a general sense of the weight of your yarn. And I'll include a link to Ravelry's table of standard yarn weights in the show notes. And that um, has a column for wraps per inch. So you can see, you can compare wraps per inch to standard yarn weights, fingering, sport, DK, worsted, Aaron. Um, and that will give you a sense of the of the weight of your yarn. And then the second thing that I want you to do once you've figured out your wraps per inch and your and the length of your yarn is to knit a swatch. And I'm really serious about this here, guys. Um, your hand spun is by its nature less consistent than commercial yarn. So you need to knit a fairly good size swatch. Um, and I always advise trying at least two or three needle sizes to see what combination of yarn and needles gives you the best, the fabric that you like the best. I do this in just one swatch. So I will um, start with one needle size. Uh, I'll knit for a little while. I'll do a garter stitch row and then to indicate that I'm changing needles and then I'll do the next needle size and the next needle size. And I have a little system um, to to remind me in case I don't write it down, what needle size I've been using. So in the middle of that swatch, I will just do, um, if it's it's a stockinette swatch, um, so I'll just do a few, um, as many purl stitches as the needle size. So if I'm knitting with a US 7 needle size, I'll just do seven purl stitches in the middle of that stockinette um, field of knit stitches. And then if I'm using um, a needle size, and again, I do this with US sizes. So if you work with um, the metric sizes, you might have to work work out a different system. But um, if I'm using, say, a 10 and a half needle size, I'll do 10 purl stitches and then a yarn over. Um, it's not going to change the gauge of the swatch that much. And it will give you a bit of a record of what needle sizes you're actually talking about. Um so I don't knit separate swatches for each needle size because, uh, you know, the casting on and the binding off, it's, uh, I don't do it. So anyway, now if you're worried about using up all that of your precious hand spun for the swatch, don't worry about that. Um, if you have to, you can always unravel it, unravel the swatch um, after you've washed it and blocked it and figured out your gauge. Um, so now you have some basic information that should be enough to start narrowing down some pattern choices. And I use the Ravelry Advanced Pattern Finder for this, which is brilliant. So I put in my yardage, I put in the weight or the wraps per inch of the yarn, um, and I put in my gauge. You can actually put in a specific gauge in Ravelry. And then I just sort of see what pops up. But before I actually choose a pattern, I ask myself some additional questions. 
So first I want to talk, I want to think about how many plies the yarn has. So generally speaking, the more plies, the better the stitch definition is going to be in knit fabric. Uh, So I like to use a yarn with three or more plies for patterns with cables or for combinations of knits and purls that I really want to be distinct and clear. Um, On the other hand, I prefer two-ply yarns for lace because the structure of a two-ply yarn tends to hold the holes in lace open better. So I think about just the structure of the yarn, the, the ply structure. The second thing I think about is how the yarn was spun. So is the yarn woolen? Is it worsted? Is it somewhere in between? Um, And if those are terms that you're still not completely comfortable with, check out episode four for more on woolen and worsted. And there's also a, a good freebie download with that episode as well. So worsted is, just a a quick recap, worsted is the better choice for items that are going to take a lot of wear. And um, where you you might be worried about pilling or where the drape of the fabric is really important. Woolen's better for things that will get, get less wear but need to be really warm because the structure of a woolen yarn traps air and that has insulating qualities. Third question that I ask myself is, what's the fiber? And is the fiber um, suitable to the use that I'm considering? So for baby sweaters, I always want a fine wool. For socks, I prefer a down breed. For a pair of really warm mittens, I like something like Cheviot that has an irregular air trapping crimp. Um, and I would spin that woolen, of course. Uh, for a sweater for myself, I know that I have to avoid um, alpaca or angora uh, because I know I'll just be way too hot in those fibers. So once I've thought about the ply structure, the spinning method, and the fiber, I'm ready to choose my pattern to cast on. And if I'm knitting something where the gauge is absolutely critical, I will probably split my skein up into two different uh, balls and then knit from them in alternate rows, just so I get the most even possible um, fabric. And I will also, um, that's also a way to mitigate the stripiness of hand spun that's made from multicolored braids. Uh, If that's something that you're interested in doing it, you might really, you might have spun the yarn in such a way that you really um, want the color progression in the yarn to be preserved, in which case don't do this to splitting it into two balls thing. But, um, but if gauge is really critical, you might want to alternate. More typically, though, I try to choose patterns where slight differences in gauge aren't really going to be a big deal. So things like scarves or things with ribs whose fit is more forgiving. So usually when I'm knitting a hat for someone, and this is actually true whether I'm using a hand spun or commercial yarn, I will, I'll do a ribbed hat because I haven't measured their head and um, I don't know exactly how big it is, but I know that um, I can sort of knit a standard adult's hat size and if it's ribbed, it's going to fit. And I save myself lots and lots of hand wringing that way. Ribs are really our friend when it comes to gift knitting. 
Okay, so I really hope that I've convinced you to use your hand spun. And then I've given you some useful things to think about as you do so. Next week, as promised, I'm going to talk more specifically about the patterns that I listed in that freebie 25 patterns to knit with your hand spun. And I'm going to explain exactly why and how I chose them. Uh, so be sure to get that PDF at cheapspot.com slash podcast slash episode 38. Thank you so much for listening, darlings. This is that's it for me this week. Um, go start a project using your beautiful hand spun yarn. I know that it will make you happy. All right, guys, talk to you soon. Bye bye. <laughs>